Hello, and welcome to the One Thing Podcast, where we all get to usher in a new age of humanity. We're calling this Homo Spiritus by practicing dancing with the one thing that individuals, communities, and countries have yet to try on mass. And we're inviting you into that um, consideration. The one thing is our connection to the higher self part of our true self anatomy. We have this part of ourselves and it is part of our anatomy, but we don't always think about it that way. And people call this by various different names, whether it's source or the universe or spirit or the divine or the sacred or um, it, it's all, we, we consider all that to be the same thing and it's the one thing. And our prime directive as human beings above all else is to make and constantly return to this one thing connection all day long, day in and day out. And we consider this to be a more important first step in dealing with life problems rather than viewing life problems as separate things that we solve, you know, disconnected from the one thing. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about the beauty way, which is the, um, the overarching uh, divine feminine's archetype, if you will, teaching about who we are in the world and our relationship to uh, everything else in the world. And you might have remembered that in our last episode, we talked about the divine feminine and the divine masculine. So please remember that we all of us have both of these elements in us. Yes, for sure. And so this is a perspective on the divine feminine, the, uh, the divine mother aspect of feminine that appears in spiritual traditions around the world, both indigenous and mainstream. Uh, there, there are ways of honoring the beauty way. And of course, the languaging and the metaphors vary from tradition to, to tradition. Uh, I'll, I'll just mention a couple from the, the uh, Judeo-Christian tradition. So in the, in the Jewish tradition, there is Shekhinah, which is the feminine principle uh, in Judaism. And it is often referred to, in fact, it's actually invoked very consciously and deliberately every Friday night at the beginning of the Jewish Sabbath uh, in the form of what's called in, in that biblical tradition, the Sabbath bride. Um, and then in Christianity, of course, we have the, uh, the part of the Trinity that is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the expression of the divine feminine in the Trinity. And then there are representations, of course, of the divine feminine in the Christian traditions from Mother Mary to Mary Magdalene, etc. Yes, and, and most indigenous traditions also have a path that we can loosely call a, a beauty way path. And um, Sophia Gaia, our earth, you know, Mother Gaia is, is also, you know, honoring nature is considered part of that path to the beauty way. I remember some years back, having learned that, you know, when we talk about mother, father, God, that's a trinity in and of itself. And the mother, father, the, the masculine, feminine, or mother, father faces of 
the source of all life have slightly different characteristics and elements but when you know they really aren't separate from each other we just look at them like two sides of one same coin and what i learned some years back is that uh, that the uh, essence of the source of life is love we've been talking about that in you know off and on in our uh, podcasts and that the expression of this source of life is beauty so when we're in a physical world you know having an expression of love falls under the category of that you know the beauty way and so we haven't really i don't remember having learned any of this as a younger person um, this is just something that i think shows up on a spiritual path over time so we felt it was important to you know put it in and weave it into the one thing because it's a very important part of it yeah for sure and you know from a perspective of uh, of beauty uh the and what we're talking about here at the level of beauty is way beyond you know the whole thing about skin deep we're talking about the the beauty of our essence and the beauty of nature and and uh, things along those lines and the beauty of of spiritual connection so there are always options to up level beauty and to leave beauty in our wake and that process of up leveling beauty and leaving beauty in our wake this is a way of honoring the divine yeah exactly and you know, in the Lord's Prayer, which you may or may not be familiar with, um, there's a line, and you know, this isn't exclusive to this particular prayer, but it the line is on earth as it is in heaven. So this could also be translated as above, so below. I believe, and I, I think David does too, that we're at a point in human collective consciousness where we're actually getting ready. We, I mean, it's not like we haven't been getting ready, but we're more at a peak point than ever before in human history to actually bring those two above and below together. And um, that's, that's my deep knowing anyway. And so uh, the way we do that is by honoring the divine in all things. And like David said, leaving beauty in our wake. I, that's one of my favorite lines when it comes to the beauty way. Indigenous traditions have very specific prayers, but honestly, any prayer that honors beauty in every walk, in every aspect of life, in every crack and crevice of life is um, bringing uh, the above below, you know, bringing heaven to earth, consecrating that which we're, our awareness is upon and, um, and making life sacred. And if each of us just do that a little bit more, I, I think the scales would tip in, in very short order. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so too. And so we, we want to really impart to you a, uh, an, uh, a kind of message about the importance of not underestimating the impact, the higher spiritual impact of tapping into beauty and deriving joy from beauty, which is something that most good-hearted people do. Um, and yet 
we more often tend to do it sp uh, spontaneously or intuitively uh, and less mindfully, less deliberately and mindfully. Uh, but deriving joy from beauty is, is really an act of defiance in a world of chaos. Uh, it's a way of, of saying, of affirming to ourselves that no matter how much upheaval and chaos we might experience inside ourselves or around us, that when we touch into and recognize beauty and derive joy from that, uh, that it's an act of rebellion in a world where the powers that um, that be want a flock of disempowered followers and to tap into beauty at the level we're talking about is essentially a way of inoculating ourselves from being manipulated by the powers that be that aren't acting on behalf of the highest good of spiritually based humanity. Yeah, exactly. And I, I actually have started calling the powers that be the powers that were, because it, their their scaffolding is crumbling and the and the um, you know the matrix, so to speak, is unraveling. And so it's our job. This is how I perceive this. I feel like it's my job to, you know, up level my capacity or my willingness to consecrate life and honor beauty in all these cracks and crevices all day long, not just when I'm in, you know, a lovely meadow in nature. I mean, that's, that's good too. Nothing wrong with that. But honestly, there's beauty everywhere. And we just kind of get distracted and maybe we're not present and it's, it, we don't pay attention. Um, the joy that David mentioned that is derived from honoring beauty in a moment really can only be accessed when we're connected to the one thing. So all of these things kind of end up weaving together. Um, and it, the key is, is to have access to that joy and that beauty and that connection, regardless of what's happening on the ex in the external world, because all of this really comes from an internal terrain or an internal connection point. And regardless of what's happening outside it, it you know we can still tap into that of course it's harder <laughs> and if we have had not had any practice then then it, it almost is you know the the outer appearance has become far too distracting but we're not here in a human body and on this beautiful planet to react to appearances but we're we're here rather to remember who we are and and then be in a co-creative exchange with the, our source of life. That's actually, you know, more of our purpose. And uh, we can do that in a breath, and we can discover through that co-creative connection where to place our foot next, what to look at, what to honor, you know, and what to consecrate. And um, that really is a source of soul power. To, to do this practice, to walk the beauty way. It, it, it increases our soul's power. It, it opens our heart and it causes and creates a level of uh, safety and sure-footedness and confidence and expression and impact that we cannot get in another way. Yes. And just to kind of say that same 
message in a in a slightly different manner. Uh, you know, the these limitless points of beauty beauty we we can't see them at the level of spiritual elevation and and ecstasy and appreciation if we're disconnected from the one thing uh, we uh, our experience Lori's and mine and we know we're far from alone in in this experience is that we we can only access the feeling of true joy from beauty through source through our connection with the one thing and and what that leads to is an acknowledgement that there really are times in any given day often uh, you know what uh, so this is often a, a daily experience that sometimes we we really have to wrestle beauty out of things where the temptation is to invest energy in things that we see or feel or notice or read about that appear at least on the surface and maybe even below the surface to be the opposite of beauty, ugly, right? And so this, this willingness to wrestle beauty out of things on a daily basis is a very important and incredibly valuable muscle to build. Yeah, agreed. And, um, you know, we could just give you a couple of examples. I, I don't know if you've ever seen, I, I've seen several of these, but they're often photographs of, say, war-torn land or, um, you know, ashen land from fires. And, and you see this peak of a sprout of green new life, and it's the most gorgeous sprout especially in contrast to, you know, the devastation around it. So that's one example of, of beauty. And um, what was the other one I was going to offer up? Uh, well, why don't you go, honey, and then I'll see if I can remember that second sure. one. Uh, well, uh, an example is uh, just from our current life would have been uh, yesterday, the day before we're recording this episode, where we were uh, with some friends in a park overlooking the ocean. And the, uh, you know, we could have focused on how the, uh, the, the grassy area had been untended and needed to be mowed, for example, but that's not where our energy was. It was on the ecstasy of the birds in flight and the parade of dogs uh, that were mm -hmm. passing by in various forms of incredible canine beauty and playfulness and aliveness and, uh, and um, curiosity. Uh, and so for me, uh, the, the focus on the beauty is what takes me out of my perfectionism, my complaining, my finding fault uh, and all of those sorts of states of consciousness that that distance me or disconnect me from the one thing. So that's kind of an, an everyday example. Sure. Of and then an example that anyone in time anyway, depending on your uh, your <laughs> movie subscription access, <laughs> is this recent movie 
called Coda about a deaf family. And this would be an example of wrestling beauty out of out of life or out of ourselves even. This main character is a high school student and she actually has a lovely voice, although she doesn't think she does. And I'm not giving any way, anything away here. And between her, her family and, and her singing teacher, her choir teacher, she wrestled the most incredibly moving beauty out of herself and it affected it rippled into everyone around her in beautiful ways and so when we when we insist on excavating beauty and again leaving beauty in our wake it 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 really can be no other way we just can't give up on the thing that we're you know drawing from to 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 bring that beauty into expression it's a, it's an active creative um you know I, I we could say rebellion because we're we're often disempowered to be empowered and create and co-creative with life we're not uh, necessarily encouraged to do that <laughs> from current cultural familial whatever programming i mean we've heard all the things oh no don't do that kind of a career go go to where you can make a good living and you know everything's kind of damped down and i believe that the reason why is because there's an incredible power and i mean power in the best of the senses to co to co-creation and it's a beautiful thing. And when we foster that and cultivate it and even curate it, it, it makes for a more beautiful world. And just to underline a couple of things you said, the, this character in Coda, she wrestled beauty out of herself that she didn't know she had at a depth she didn't know was there to be expressed. And uh, she had an inkling. It was a, it, she, it's something she liked to, to do. Mm -hmm. And so she was following these breadcrumbs, but she yeah. really didn't trust any of it in her. Correct. Exactly. The other thing I'm just going to add parenthetically, depending on when you're watching this video, when Lori said recent Coda being a recent video, it was an Academy Award winner in 2022. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what we'd like to offer you is, is the invitation to just be more deliberate, up, late, up level your consciousness, your awareness, your willingness, and your, um, you know, your choice to be deliberate and intentional about connecting with more beauty and joy throughout the day. Because I can tell you from my own personal experience, it's in every crack and crevice of life. <laughs> And the more we become, you know, willing to be conscious to to tap into it, the more we get shown. And uh, and so it just becomes this reciprocal exchange with the universe of of um, a give and take of the energy, the the expression of beauty. And, you know, if you're if you're not sure where to start or how to even like go about this, then pay attention when you're playing with an animal to the beauty and the joy of the frolicking that animal is sharing with you or when if you do engage in creativity and that doesn't even have to be mean painting it could mean preparing a meal or setting a table in a you know extra beautiful way um, maybe adding a little extra beauty to your outfit in the morning just so you can feel that beauty in yourself and this is to be clear and david mentioned this earlier this is not to measure up to this external bar of beauty that has been impossibly placed upon 
all humans, but women in particular, um, as a way of distracting, I think, the, the, uh, the, the feminine element in all humans from true beauty, if, if we can say it that way. Um, so so find, just ask yourself, what do you find beautiful? That could be a lovely inquiry to live in for a while as well. You could sing a song or you could just dance, you know, bust a move and feel what it feels like to be in your body when you're moving to, you know, s s a, the beat of something. Uh, walking in nature, of course, more likely than not, depending on where you're walking, there's beautiful, something beautiful to look at. Uh, doing yoga is helpful because it opens up our system to uh, release a light force that will more easily connect to the light that is outside of our bodies, which is beauty. That's always going to be beauty. You could plant flowers. I mean, the list is endless. If you're not sure, make your own list, like what you think you might like to explore in terms of connecting to, honoring, and making more beauty in just your own day and, and world. Mm -hmm. It would be a huge gift to all of life. Yeah. 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 Beautifully said. Uh, you know, there, I realize as we've been delivering this episode that there's one additional takeaway that I want to add in. And it was uh, the, the modification that you reminded me about when I said the powers that be, and you said the powers that were. And so I want to offer that also as a takeaway, it's certainly a takeaway for me as a reminder, which is that when I refer to the sinister forces that are in the world um, and, and that have influence as the powers that be, I am inadvertently reinforcing the continuation of that which is disconnected from the one thing. And when I instead say, the powers that were, I'm reinforcing the elevation of humanity and the elevation of my own connection with the one thing in that moment. So I offer that as a, uh, another takeaway that emerged out of this episode. Yeah, good point. And so with that, we are going to cover in our next episode, something having to do with what we call thermostat settings. So this is going to be about elevating your source connection thermostat setting, meaning that uh, it would be about ways to increase the amount of source connection that you're able to accommodate, that you're able to enjoy and stay with uh, rather than go get overwhelmed by or shut down against. And that'll be a wonderful, juicy little episode, I think. Um, yes. So, yeah. Did Was there something you wanted to add there? Did no, I, no, uh, I'm just agreeing with you. Juicy uh, episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So, until next time, remember to dance with your better half, the one thing, so you can keep living more and more fully as homo spiritus. <laughs>